You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. We always love catching up with ULM head coach Keith Richard on Wednesday mornings around 8 o'clock or so. He joins us on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. How are you doing this morning, coach? I'm doing great, Aaron. I know you're glad and the Warhawks are glad to be back uh, at home and in their own beds. Uh, you know, you've been in this business a long time now, Keith. Uh, do you get used to uh, travel and uh, just kind of dealing with certain things, like a seven-and-a-half-hour trip to San Marcos? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm really tired from walking around that campus at San Marcos trying to find your name somewhere. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I spent a lot of time doing it. I couldn't find anything. Mm. But, uh, no, you know, I mean, the travel uh, – uh, you know that that particular bus ride is a long one, and uh, it made me think about uh, Coach Leon Barmore. You know, he got out he got out because of travel, really and truly. You know, when he when he finished up, uh, uh, Louisiana Tech had gone into the whack, and and uh, you know he had a, about as much as he could stand with all that, and and uh, and, and so sometimes it is tough, and uh, particularly for us. This year and last year, just the way the schedule worked out, Aaron, you know, we were the only team in the league that played the first five out of seven in conference play on the road, two years in a row. And uh, that's tough to do with a veteran group, a veteran group that, uh, you know, had been winning already uh, as opposed to my group, which was really a new group, you know, last year. And, and uh, so it, it, it's been it's been a little tough here both years uh, at the start of, the, of conference play because you have no room for error when you start five out of seven at home. I mean, uh, on the road. Uh, you know, for example, we we gave away a game here at home two week, you know, two three weeks ago against uh, Appalachian State that we, you know, led the entire game, and and then and then we lost a close game at Texas State last week, and. And those kind of, uh, you know, uh, opportune, missed opportunities, it just kills you when you're five out of seven on the road to start league play. And and, uh, and that's really kind of where we're at, you know. And, and so we, we came home a little, little tired, a little beat up, a little both physically and mentally. But, uh, you know, we recharged our batteries this week and, uh, you know, got five out of the next seven at home now and uh, looking forward to the opportunity. One follow-up question with the travel. So when you're assistant down at LSU, when you first get down there and you hop on one of those <laughs> charters, where you're like, what in the world is this, and this is the way to live? The, the one I remember the most was uh, we were playing at South Carolina on ESPN one night, and, uh, you know, my, my, my daughter was in junior high at the time, and, and uh, I mean, <laughs> we chartered there, chartered back, and – I remember tucking her in bed that night when I got back. It was that, you know, fast of a trip, easy travel, uh, and I couldn't believe it, you know, having having been a guy, been on a bus his whole life, that uh, that people operated this way. It was it was it was phenomenal, and uh, 
So, uh, you know, that's the luxury of, of being at, the, at those kind of schools. Uh, we won't dwell too much on last week. Just the, the Texas State game, I mean, you guys were right into that. And we talked about it last week that the Bobcats had kind of figured out a way to win those tight games. And really kind of a tale of two teams, the fact that some of those games you guys haven't been able to pull out. And I guess uh, Thursday it ultimately uh, showed up once again. It did. It did. We had our opportunities. Uh, I mean, we are you know, two minutes to go. From the four-minute mark on, three minutes, two minutes, one minute, all the way down to 14 seconds, we had numerous opportunities, you know, uh, to to win that game, and we didn't. We we missed, a, you know, missed a 15-footer, we a free throw shot, we missed a pl- uh, shot at the rim, we we had a turnover, we had a bad possession coming out of a timeout, we we missed a couple free throws. We had every opportunity, and. Uh, uh, really a shame because we had had a really nice uh, comeback in that second half and kind of found a, a, a group of five that, that, that were defending well for us and got us back in the game. And, and uh, you know, it's one of those games that uh, uh, a missed opportunity to steal one on the road, but that's exactly how Texas State has won the games that they've won in league play. All close, they've actually made the plays there at the end, and and, uh, you know, when you when you in a bunch of close games like they've been, uh, that's what you hope for, that, uh, you know, you, things, you, a play here, a play there, and they fall your way. And, and they've certainly been good in that aspect. And uh, that was a tough loss for us because we really gave ourselves a chance. Texas Arlington, of course, on Saturday, a tough loss. Now you return home for three home games, a place that you've been very successful over the course of the last three, four years. This year at Inside Fan Ewing, you are 7-2. and two. Uh, How important is it to get this thing back and rolling Thursday versus Troy? Well, this is, this is, this is our chance, you know, and that's, that was my message to the team right after the game Saturday night against uh, UTA is that okay. Five of the next seven are at home. This is your opportunity. The next three weeks are really important for us. It, it, we have a real chance. Not that home is guaranteed victory, but it's certainly better than playing on the road. And, and uh, you know, they have a chance right now, our team, to, uh, you know, turn the table, so to speak, to, to rebuild some confidence, so to speak, to, to do a lot of positive things. And, and, uh, it's starting with Troy, and you know all these games over the next three weeks. Are, are, our league is, is very, very tough again this year, top to bottom. It's really, uh, it's a difficult league. I mean, you know, early on and early on, you know, eight, seven, eight years ago when when I when I got here and into the league, you know, there was Aaron, there was a top half and a bottom half. You know, if you were in the top half, they had a lot of really good teams, and if you were in the bottom half, then there were a lot of bad teams. You know, and and the, the the league has changed over the years. There's there's more parity now from top to bottom. I mean, a lot more over the last couple of years. And and uh, so each night out, it's going to take a tremendous effort. Troy's a very very good offensive team. Many players back from last year's team that won our conference tournament and went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, their two best players are back. Uh, Person and, and Bernardo and, and uh, two all-conference players and and so uh, you know big challenge for us but doable definitely doable and uh, we're going to have to play well and uh, you know I think we will so we're excited about the opportunity. 
Coach, in midseason, how difficult is it to walk that fine line with game planning and also continue to develop your players in the middle of the year? That, that's a that's a that's a good question, Aaron, because it's 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 something a coach faces, you know, every year, and and especially in the middle here of late play, you know, and the grind of the season and the grind of of, of conference play, the grind you just mentioned, travel, the the uh, the pressure of it all, you know, and and the pressure to win, the pressure to, uh, and not from outside sources, just the pressure that you that we all put on ourselves to do well, you know, and, and each and every team kind of goes through that throughout a, throughout a year. And, and you, some teams are different. You know, I, I've had teams where, uh, you know, we could just uh, say, use some terms on a scouting report and, and, and put it, put it in and, uh, uh, and, and go with that. Other teams, we've had to actually drill it a lot in practice. Other teams, uh, you know, none of that is working, and you got to work more on development, you know, with your players. And I know with this particular team, uh, we've had to lately, uh, within the last month, and, and, and we've turned more to development, to be honest with you, it, and, and opposed to maybe the way we were scouting two and three years ago, and because we need our players to get a little better, you know, we need we need a little. <laughs> We need a little, little, little enhancement uh, right now, and and so we we tend tended to move in that direction, especially here lately, and and uh, working with uh, our guys, uh, you know, individually in practice to to really help us. I do have one uh, text here on the text line, and a guy that's been around the program now for three years. Uh, someone wants to know how big of a leader Travis Munnings has been. Travis is a uh, a lead by example guy uh, in terms of his play hard, and the one thing that that he does every day in practice and every game, whether he necess- whether the stat sheet shows it or not, whether he played well statistically or not, he always comes with a motor, uh, and you you really wish every player did that you know and unfortunately that's probably a little unrealistic not every player has a motor and a motor we call it uh, in coaching and and uh, and he has that motor he had he had it when we recruited him he had he's had it the whole time here it's part of his dna and that's where he really leads our leads our team in in terms of uh really working hard uh, great motor Every day in practice, every game, and and, and and the whole bit. So in that respect, he does lead uh, that way. You know, some other guys are, are better, maybe you know, uh, better vocal leaders or uh, leaders maybe sometimes with their play. But that's what Travis brings uh, to us, and uh, it's a very nice thing uh, to have. And I'm you know very appreciative of his effort day in and day out. Keith, we'll see you Thursday night at home versus Troy. Appreciate the time. Okay, Aaron. Thank you so much. Keith Richard, ULM's head basketball coach, joins us for his weekly visit. Looking to get back on track uh, Thursday versus the Trojans. Right now in the midst of a four-game losing streak, losses to App State, the Raging Cajuns, Texas State, and UT Arlington. Also, <clears throat> I forgot to mention the um, poll from yesterday, mm. the results. 
So with the hundred lively people, debate yesterday, lively debate yesterday, which I won uh, <laughs> between you and I. I will say uh, we should. I guess we should have been more specific with the poll since we both had Orgeron between five and eight. Anyway, we asked where does Ed Orgeron rank among other SEC coaches. Forty-eight percent said five through eight. Twenty-two uh, percent said nine through twelve. Fourteen uh, percent said bottom of the conference, and sixteen percent said one through four. One through four. You gave me some. What, Trent, Trent, voted, Trent, yeah. Trent voted four times? Trent had to vote uh, quite a few times to get that up to 16%. <laughs> so, anyway, that was the, the final tally in that poll. And uh, The people I talked to yesterday that were listening, they just said, boy, Aaron, you were right on the money. We don't know what, Jake, are, what, what Jake was thinking. Who are that's you what, talking uh, to? Well, that's, that's just the vibe I got. Your, your the feedback friends? I got. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> the Ed Orgeron haters. <laughs> that's, that's, well, there's many of those. <laughs> you don't have to make those up. I would say the Chad Morris fans in Northeast Louisiana, but there isn't that many of them. Yeah. Yet. Yet. Well, you're definitely carrying the banner. <laughs> Definitely out ahead of that. Uh, Jake hasn't talked much today, so we're going to change things up. He will certainly will. It's been a good show. We'll hear from him in the final 45 minutes. Hit us up, 888-993-7762. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, King of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. New year, new you. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork, all slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter app for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Louisiana, this is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. All right, should we talk NBA, yay or nay? 888-993-7762. Go, Jake. Uh, sorry, but we're going to. I, I, I got to talk about these 
incredible storylines that you would think. Incredible. Incredible because you would think they were fabricated, and maybe some people might say they are fabricated, but... WWE style? Yeah. Okay. WWE wishes it could produce storylines this good. Give me the number one storyline. All right. Uh, so we got to go with the LeBron thing. I wouldn't call it the number one storyline, but this is something that we really need to discuss because we always love to point out those who are being egotistical and, and drive them into He went over an important milestone last night, correct? Yes. He, he joined the 30,000-point club, which is an illustrious group. The youngest ever to do it youngest ever joining uh I, he beat out kobe by literally months or yeah a year. joining kobe michael wilt uh kareem i feel like i'm forgetting another but yeah a very illustrious group and so anyway before this even happens he gets on instagram and he posts a picture of his younger self and i'll read the post okay here. so this is lebron posting on Instagram, basically congratulating LeBron for something that hadn't happened yet. By the way, 1.3 million likes on this post. So that makes it justified. All right, go ahead. I didn't say that. All right, he says, want to be one of the first to congratulate you on this accomplishment achievement tonight that you'll reach. Only a handful has reached. Uh, I'll just read it as is. Just The, the grammar is going to be bad. Only a handful has reached, seen it, too, and while I know it's never been a goal of yours from the beginning, try, please try to take a moment for yourself on how you've done it. The house you're a part, you're about to be a part of has only six seats in it as of now, but one more will be added, and you should be very proud and honored to be invited inside. There's so many people to thank who has helped this even become possible, so thank them all. And when you finally get your moment alone to yourself, smile. Look up to the higher skies and say thank you. So with that said, congrats again, young king. One love, one love for yourself. Hashtag strive for greatness. Hashtag the kid from uh, Akron. <laughs> Maybe the grammar because he was a young kid. He was yeah. Probably, he wasn't wise yet. That's right. That's right. The grammar has improved since then. Yeah. What? So, <laughs> where do you want to start with this? Where you can well, first drive, of all, where in your mind like, oh, this is a great idea on my part, dude. I don't know because LeBron. Maybe it's because of the whole coming home thing. You thought he hit it out of the park with that, you know, the letter, the love letter. Tyler asked who wrote that. LeBron wrote that to himself. <laughs> Let me make that clear. That was a post from LeBron to his younger self. <laughs> Or to this future, it yeah. was to his future yeah. self when he made the. the it's 30, supposed to be 000. the younger LeBron talking to the older. Yeah, LeBron. so I think <laughs> we think we think that's accurate. We don't want to misconstrue this this uh, post. It's here. something you do all the time when you're in your you write your diary every day, right? When I write my diary <laughs> every day, yeah, sure. No, this is uh, and Tyler is unreal. Yeah. I, I we agree. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. Yeah. It's 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 shocking to me because. LeBron is usually very methodical in what he does, you know, but in public speaking and with decisions on the court. What came to him? What was he thinking to post this and think it would go over well? It comes off as one of the most arrogant things I've ever seen. Ken, yeah. Ken says the grammar have improved. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's, should that really surprise you about the yes. ego thing? I mean, athletes and politicians, I mean, when you're talking about egos, and, of course, uh, journal, uh, media guys, I mean, you clump them all together. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, well, sure. But I've never seen a media guy write something to his future self. Uh, Clay Travis, just give him another day yeah, or two. <laughs> After he makes that tackle yes. uh, to stop the Minnesota miracle. Jacob says, LeBron gets harder to like every day. Well, uh, those but posts like that certainly don't help. And maybe, he's, and then somebody else, uh, basically, he, he's checked out already this year. <laughs> yeah. So let me, uh, let me go to a different Cavs storyline, yeah. branching off of that. I've written down several storylines that are just unbelievable. So the, it, lately, I don't know if you've been keeping up, Aaron, Cavs versus Kevin Love. Mm. This has been the latest saga uh, so what happened was one final thing. I would like the young fellow over here, Jake, okay. to write a letter to himself in the future. That'd be pretty cool. About what? Yeah, that's right. Well, don't rest on your laurels. You can always come up with a better lead than that. You know, like a little pep talk. Yeah, yeah. Come up with some. You'll come up with some new segments for the radio show <laughs> yes. that will be fun. We'll debut one tomorrow. I could write one today yeah. for tomorrow. There you go. We're going to start something called Top Ten Thursday. Okay. Stay tuned for that. S- sorry to derail you here. Go so, uh, Cavs versus Kevin Love. Uh, Cavaliers were getting spanked by the Thunder. I mean, Thunder were putting it on them. Kevin Love excuses himself early, and he leaves the game. And his Maybe excuse, he had to go to the bathroom. His excuse was he was ill, mm-hmm. very ill, so he left the game. This drew eh, – this drew some uh, some uh, heated discussion bet- amongst the Cavaliers, and they decided to have a little meeting with Kevin Love. Mm. Uh, Isaiah Thomas uh, reportedly led that meeting against him, uh, fired up, saying you need to be all in, blah, 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 blah. Um, but the, the, the main point of this was they, they came out of this feeling better, but th- this was the first time we really saw Kevin Love being blamed internally. Mm. For the Cavs' problems, which is which was interesting to me because for so long the media was always like Kevin Love, Kevin Love, Kevin Love, but you never really saw that indoors. Now you saw it. And I guess Isaiah Thomas was one really driving that door. But this well, is Kevin it, Love should have told him, "Hey, little fella, how long have you been around here? Are <laughs> right. you back on the court yet? <laughs> <laughs> right? So, you just came back what two weeks ago? So this is what's interesting to me. If they wanted to trade Kevin Love, he would benefit the most from this because. LeBron James is gone after this year. The Cavs are a sinking ship. And what was even more interesting to me was after all this took place, they played the Spurs last night. LeBron got his 30,000 points, but they lost to the Spurs. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the game, Tyron Lue's putting in these lineups where you're just going, huh? This doesn't make any sense. It's almost as if Tyron Lue wants to get – wants to lose his job and so maybe he could go to the Bucks or something. You know, I mean, it was – it's it's very strange right now to look at the Cavs, a team that was you know playing for the championship last year, and go these parts like Lou and Love would be better off without the Cavs. So I just thought that was interesting. I thought that was worth bringing up. And what was LeBron's stance on uh, Kevin Love? Did he, he come out publicly? He didn't come out publicly on it. He they asked him about it before the Spurs There's game. There's a problem right there. Well, yeah, he asked him about it before the Spurs game, and he said he didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, let's just make the comparisons in between what the, the Cavs are doing and LeBron to what perhaps how the Patriots would have handled it with Tom Brady. Yeah, that's 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 a good comparison. Yeah, I, that's I'll, where Tom Brady would just come out and he would literally just squash it. Right, right. But I, I don't think you're going to get anybody. I don't know, Aaron. It's 
It's interesting it, because you, if you're LeBron, you're trying to play the role of uh, GM and coach as well, and so you don't want to lose any teammates. Well, there's the problem right there. Yeah, well, that, well, that's true, but that's what this whole yeah. game has created. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll go, we'll go further down. Did you see this interaction between J.J. Barea and John Wall? I missed it. Oh, this is good, Aaron. This is uh, not PC, by the way. So, they get into a little scuffle, and John Wall – Call Berea after it just a little midget trying to get mad. Mm. That is not PC for the little mm. people out there. They hate that word. People have told me that too. <laughs> you, you've defended. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Berea then says that uh, he's found the first person he doesn't like in the NBA, and John Wall, and he said none of his teammates like him. And now you might think that's just a throwaway line, but then you hear about there was a meeting that the Wizards that took place with the Wizards between uh, Bradley Bill and John Wall and the rest of the gang, and both Bill and Wall said that they went into the meeting with with you know sour grapes with everybody. They came out of the meeting worse off. That's the first time I've heard of that of a team meeting people coming out worse off than what they were. So it sounded like they were just pointing the finger and it just ruffled more feathers. I prefer a little person. Yeah, okay, <laughs> you're still stuck on that. And then I've got a couple more, but I'll, I'll end with this one. Right. Kevin Durant is still playing the victim. You know how I don't like Kevin Durant. Yeah. So he was ejected last night, and he accused uh, the official James Williams of targeting him during the game, you know, making, you know, picking on him. So Durant drew his uh, first tech in the third quarter when he slammed the ball down, and then he didn't get a call in the fourth quarter, and he shouted an expletive and was um, – was got a second technical and was ejected. Now here's wow, what, fourth ejection this year. I see tenth technical on the season. Yeah, he only had one ejection for his entire career prior to this year. So this is something new for him. Yeah. So let's let's uh, take in these quotes. Tell me what you think. He says, "Well, the first half I was dribbling up the right side and I made a left to right cross, and the ref said I carried." I kind of let that go. I asked him where he got the carry from. He said, I froze the defender, and I said, that's what the crossover's for, and that's why I do it, to freeze my defender. And he tried to make a bunch of excuses, and I told him he was wrong, and he went into halftime probably with a bad attitude. So the second half, this his whole thing is like trying to get me. Mm. And then he later says, look at my first tech. I got the rebound, and I dribbled the ball hard, and he teched me up. He was ser- He was searching for me. He was looking to try to take me up to get me back because he's still in the feelings from the first half. That's what's been going on around the league the whole year, a bunch of that. I got to keep my head a little bit, but I was upset. I'm a human being. I got upset. So the storyline of the players versus the refs continues. It's just it's amazing when you look at these storylines. Like You don't even really have to watch a game to keep up with the NBA because most of the newsworthy stuff is coming on off the court in these post-game pressers where these players reveal all these things and say all these things that really I don't remember hearing about before this year. I kind of like it, though. I like it, too. At least, That's what I'm talking at least they're about. giving you a quote, at least giving you a soundbite. Oh, man. At least we get to hear uh, Jake try to read uh, their quotes. <laughs> That's the better part. <laughs> you doing a, a young LeBron or an older LeBron and all that is pretty good. That was, that was uh, challenging. Because on the flip side, uh, my point was uh, Thibodeau, me, he's a horrible interview. Did you see this interaction he had with the media? See, I missed this one. I, so he wasn't giving the media anything, and they asked him about uh, Butler, uh, Jimmy Butler and whether or not he had an MRI. Right. And he comes back, and he basically says he may have. 
<laughs> so the reporter just just starts laughing yeah. just because it's ridiculous. I think that's the way you should go. You get a horrible response from Bill Belichick or anyone, you just start laughing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Belichick or Saban. Yeah, right. Yeah. They'll be kicked out of that press conference. Yeah. Um, and, and two two other weird things is this whole Kawhi Leonard versus the Spurs. You know, there's there, there's talk of, of possible trades, which I don't think is going to happen because who can you really get for Leonard uh, of equal value? Uh, but apparently it's it's uh, he's wants out because he's frustrated they can't get elite level all NBA guys to come in through free agency. And then you got the whole Markel Fultz thing that's been going on all year where, you know, he had the shoulder surgery and his shot is broken. And, you know, every week you see updates of reporters shooting him at practice, and it's you can still tell there's a hitch in his shot. And it's just weird, man. It's just a lot of weird stuff going on in the NBA. 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout. More with the Morning Drive after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. New Year, New You. Let Pata's Barbecue help with eating healthy. Our meats are smoked, and we have low-carb sides. Beef, turkey, chicken, ribs, and pulled pork. All slow-cooked and full of flavor. Eat healthy at a low price. Try one of our lunch specials, chicken and sausage with two sides for $6.99, or get a fourth of a chicken and two sides for $4.99. So come on in to Pata's. Drive through or use a waiter out for delivery. Two locations, 165 North in Monroe, or Splane Drive next to Walgreens in West Monroe. Pata's Barbecue, serving the South's best barbecue since 1977. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back to the show. Uh, reading different articles on we got the Pro Bowl this weekend and uh, the oh. Senior Bowl. What's more attractive? What would you watch more of? You know, they wrap it up and it's a sexy little uh, package, this Pro Bowl. You've seen the commercials. It almost makes it enticing. No. Can I watch neither? 
I don't really care about the Senior Bowl either. Yeah. Uh, I always say the Senior Bowl, it's all about, you know, what takes place in the practices and the individual right. drills. And then, of course, stepping on the scale, scale and all the measurements leading up to the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the uh, I saw DJ Chark had a touchdown in one of those drills. It was, <laughs> well, I mean, it was, you know, whatever. I saw it surfacing on Twitter. Yeah. And, and, I, and is Josh Allen participating in the Senior Bowl? I do not know. I think I saw something about his measurement. He got like an extra inch on his measurement. Uh, and he's got big hands or something. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Well, it's big. I know. It's, it, it matters. Yeah. But uh, Saints coaching staff not at the Senior Bowl as they get prepared for the Pro Bowl in Orlando. Yeah, you keep wanting me to talk about the Pro Bowl. I'm not. I don't, I don't find it fascinating. It's no defense. That's what I love most about football is the defensive play. I think they got the skills challenge coming up, too. That's better than the actual game. Yeah. I think that's better than the actual game because these, after all, these are some of the greatest athletes in the world, and you get to see what they can really do uh, in these skills challenges. I, Just I, as long as nobody blows a knee out or anything. Like sure. years ago when they were playing, what was it, the rookies and the sophomores that were playing that uh, touch game on the beach and the kid blew out his knee, never recovered? You don't recall that? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it was I'm, horrible. Uh, yeah. This was football? Yeah, I'll have to Google it. Yeah, you'll have yeah. to. Uh, Daryl Williams is down at the Senior Bowl, though. Uh, played four years at LSU. Uh, does believe that he can be a full-time back in the National Football League. Of course, he had to share the spotlight or basically give the entire spotlight to uh, Darius Geis and Leonard Fournette. I don't see him as a third down back, so I don't think he's a every down back as he's saying but he's he, pretty good though man he is a talented bat yeah i'd take nothing away from him and I he should have a lot of tread left on his tires absolutely yeah and, and i saw you you saw this year uh you know i was a little down on him last year but once he lost that weight that made a big difference you know he cut down he slimmed up a little bit and i you could just see there was there was a lot more uh explosion in him because for a long time he was you know he had gotten so big to where he was hard to tackle but he could not get much momentum going like his speed lacked and i saw a lot more speed uh this year from him uh, he says i think i can be a person who can come in if you need a power back if you need a versatile back and every down back i think i have a chance to be that guy one uh example may you may you want to watch the uh, senior bowl this weekend pro bowl may be another story are you gonna watch the pro bowl uh probably not are you gonna watch the senior bowl uh maybe Dude, I'd rather watch the SEC versus Big 12 basketball games. I'd rather watch that than those two games. I will be out at the uh, boat show on Saturday if you want to stop by and say hi from 2 to 4. Come see the local celebrity here in Dietrich. (laughs) You sound like LeBron. Yeah, Clay Travis right there. That's true. Uh, We got some headlines today. Uh, LSU gets back on track last night. They had lost three straight. They get the best of the Aggies again. Texas A&M came in, what, uh, riding a three-game winning streak? Or a two-game two game. winning streak. Uh, they go home with another loss. So perhaps, at least for one game, LSU puts it back together. Uh, Yeah, they they definitely looked much better with Randy. Almost are starting, uh, getting a lot more playing time. His defense, again, I, I talked about the first hour, his defense has made quite the difference and then the statistics back it up and then he starts for the first time this year and a&m doesn't score a basket until 
the 15-minute mark. So I thought that was uh, pretty telling in of itself. Um, and then you look at, you know, Tremont Waters still struggling to find his shot, but is able to still produce 15 points and had nine assists. And the eight steals is what really sticks out to me. I mean, he, his defense has been superb all season long. And uh, A&M was just not uh, careful with the basketball. LSU decided to, you know, close in on the, the, the post players like Tyler Davis, who are so dangerous for, for A&M. And, um, A&M didn't have a uh, – A&M couldn't adapt to it. And so that created 20 turnovers, and that was the difference in the game. Mm. How was the crowd? Uh, was it hard to tell on the it broadcast? It was hard to tell. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't even really pay attention to that. I guess it was fine. Um, I know a couple of A&M players were jawing with the LSU student section, so I'm sure they were lively. Uh, LSU, I believe, now tied for uh, ninth place in the SEC. You look at the standings. Uh, Mike White's squad with Florida at six and one, fourteen and five overall. They started on fire, kind of hit a, a little bit of a stumbling block, but the Gators now starting to put it together. Auburn squad, LSU is going to face this weekend. Right now, five and one in league play, and then there's a little bit of a separation. Kentucky struggling a little bit. They are five and three. Tennessee at five and three. Alabama comes in at five and three. Arkansas at four and four. Ole Miss at four and four. Missouri at three and three, and then LSU at three and four. And Florida just beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena, so big win for for Florida there. Uh, and Kentucky is out of the top twenty-five for the first time since two thousand fourteen. But we know how this works, man. We know how. I will say this Kentucky team does lack the talent that we're used to seeing. Usually, Kentucky is always the most talented team on the floor, no matter who they're playing against. And I don't really see that being the same case this year. I, I just don't. You know, every year they they bring in these freshmen who are ultra talented. And yes, they have some talented ones, but I think it it, it doesn't really compare to the teams of the past. So, will they be able to go on this magical run in March Madness? Eh, I'm not as confident this year as I as I was in years past. Searching the high school ranks, I uh, have a huge ball game tonight. You basically, for these games, you circle them on your calendars because this is when uh, the crowds come out, and there will be a huge crowd out at Wasman tonight as the Wildcats square off against the Bulldogs. You look at Carroll. Uh, they are red hot. What have they won now? Uh, seven in a row. They'll square on a, up against a Wasman squad, a Wildcats team that is certainly improving. And the fact that they'll be on their home court should give them a nice advantage. I, I can't wait for it. You know, these are clearly the two best teams in the district. They've proven that. Both teams are undefeated in district play. And you look at Carroll, I really like their starting five. Uh, I think their starting five might be slightly better than Wasman's starting five, but Wasman is deeper. And so that's what I want to see. And I, I actually talked to uh, Jesse Burnett about that, and he, he you know, he kind of agreed with me in saying that, you know, the, the, what the bench players have to do is just keep track. If, if you can spell your starters for, for just a, a little bit of time and, and the bench players can cannot fall down in a hole, he thinks they're going to be fine all year long. And that's what I want to keep my eyes on tonight is when those starter, the Carroll starters come out and Wasman's reserves come in, does the, does the game change? Is Wasman able to take advantage of that? Uh, last night, uh, West Monroe had an opportunity to pull an upset versus the top team in 5A against Natchitoches Central. Tight ball game, tied at 42, or I think it was tied at uh, 50 going into the fourth quarter. Ultimately, though, Natchitoches Central makes the plays in the final couple minutes to win that one, 61-56. to Natchitoches Central, that is uh, back-to-back games where they've gotten, where they're actually three in a row. 
They put a whooping on uh, Ruston, then on Saturday at home versus Washita, they won by 14. They followed up that last night with that win versus the Rebels. And that Washita game, uh, Washita had one bad quarter, really. It was it was tick for tack for, for most of the game. And then uh, I think it was the second quarter, Washita um, was outscored by like 13 points, and that was the difference in that game. But uh, you look at the game last night, Aaron. What was your ultimate takeaway? Were you were – you, more impressed with West Monroe, or you, did you? No, I thought West Monroe played well. They were very aggressive, and it didn't look good. The second quarter, they had built a five-point lead, and Natchitoches Central went on a run, came back, and had the halftime lead. Uh, it was a long halftime. Uh, they had several different things going on with cheerleaders and such, and the Tots program. And then Rebels came out there in the third quarter and made a hard charge. But ultimately, uh, the, the point guard from Northwestern State, Brian White from Natchitoches Central, who's going to Northwestern State, <laughs> uh, Brian White. He was the difference maker for him. He looked like he was already playing for Northwestern State. And he's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, The big story in high school basketball last night was the fact that uh, you had the matchup of one versus two, and ultimately at home, Delhi takes care of business versus Tensaw. They hand the Panthers their first loss of the year. Yeah, not not a shocking result. Uh, you know, I've talked to some coaches, and they, they ultimately felt that Delhi was better. I've had some other coaches tell me too, though, that you know if they play ten times, they might split five times. So, be interest, interesting to see uh, what happens when they meet again. Uh, I got a text here: eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. I think Jacob is being a little sarcastic here. Is Danny Etling on the in the Senior Bowl? I have to see him play one more time. Bashing him after the season? Come on, mm. y'all! Y'all will grow to appreciate Danny Etling. He already played in one All-Star game, and uh, he was actually on the same roster with Harris. Yeah, you were Brandon all Harris. about that. Yeah. You thought that was hilarious. Brandon Harris was one of the uh, MVPs. MVPs of the game, even though his numbers were subpar. <laughs> it was like 7 for 16. Yeah, something ridiculous. 52 I yards. think he had one touchdown pass. Yeah, that's enough to get it. That's enough to get it. 888-993-7762. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots. Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. 
Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Sunny skies with cool temperatures today and a high of 58 degrees. Clear skies near freezing temperatures tonight with a low 33. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast on tomorrow and a high of 61 degrees. Local sports talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. All right, Jake, let's end with a bang. It is a segment we call Parting Shots on the Morning Drive on the Omni Sports Talk 97. I started when we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have any of that garbage. You do what everybody else in the media does, just creates and throw it on the wall and see what sticks. Have something to ask, just like this. Let's do it. Where'd that come from? I never said that. Nobody in this building ever said that. So where'd you come up with that? Just, you know, had a dream about it or what? But see, it's real easy when you're not in the business, when you've never played the game, when you don't understand truly what the game is. And that's, to me, that's chicken. Saving and Petty, all wrapped in one nice little package there. Yeah. New ULM coach uh, Mike, uh, Michael Federico will actually join us tomorrow as uh, practices get underway, I think this weekend, actually Friday. I, I got a couple of parting shots for you, Aaron. Uh, have you ever, two kind of concern um, broadcast, have you ever said something that you immediately regretted? Nightly basis, yeah. Well, I mean, as far as um, a guarantee, and, and really you, you you mostly just report the news, so you don't do too much opinion on air. But have you ever said, well, maybe on this radio show, have you ever said anything uh, like a guarantee that you immediately regretted? Mm. Let me tell this story, and I'll let you think okay. on it. Mel Kuyper did a couple of years ago. In 2010, he was on NFL Live, and he said, if Jimmy Clausen is not a successful quarterback in the NFL, I'm done. That's it. I'm out. So he's retiring. He's over. Well. No more Mel Kuyper. Todd McShay said, what is your time frame, Mel? When do we make that assessment? And Kuyper said, I want eight years. <laughs> it's been eight years. <laughs> so, uh, and he, he went on to say it would only take three years for, for Jimmy Clausen to blossom into a successful quarterback. So, does Mel Kuyper have to leave his job now? Yeah. I mean. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That's why you should never make uh, predictions like that or, or guarantees like that because nothing is guaranteed in sports. I mean, heck, Clawson, even if he was great, uh, he could have suffered an injury, and, and that could have not happened. So I thought that was funny, and I wanted to see if you had ever said anything like that. Uh, All the time that. with, you know, that little shtick we do with the uh, high school predictions during the fall. I mean, you're going to say something. I mean, heck, last year I had uh, Washita beating West Monroe. Did you? So, yeah. Last year? Yeah. Not this, but the year before. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I see. I thought it was finally going to be the year, and obviously it was not the case. Not the case at all. But, you know, in today's way the world works, especially in this business with today, it's all about you know making that huge prediction and going out on a limb. And then the one time that you may get something right, I mean, I'm sure, and Kuiper and McShay, they, get, they fall into this trap. You, you feel so good about some kid that you're going to, you know, Put it out there. And then you're going to get backed into the corner a lot of times, too. And I'm sure he was backed into the corner with Clawson at the time. Yeah, because he had him as the fourth best pro, uh, yeah. prospect. And everybody was like, you're crazy. Which he was crazy to have him as the fourth best prospect. Um, so, yeah, that's why he, he felt the need to, uh, 
I just, you know, none of these things are guaranteed. And it's like when they were so against Russell Wilson that time. I remember that. You remember John Gruden was on stage, and he was like, I hope this guy proves y'all wrong, man. You know, and ultimately he did. But that they kind of wrote him off because of his size. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated by the dynamic of trying to project, first of all, coming out of high school to the college level, whether or not this guy is a, a group five or a power five type player. And then, of course, the next level, do you think that they could play in the NFL? And it differs from sport to sport. I think sometimes I think it may be actually easier to see on the basketball court yes, than on the football court, definitely. on the football field. Yeah, football field is, is tough because it's like Josh Allen this year. If you watched him play, are you that impressed? Do you think this is the guy who could go in and save Cleveland? Mm-hmm. No. But, but it's then you go to then you go and you look at him like you said measurables and then in practice and the throws that he can make and he's you know wow him off the charts yeah and that's that's what's tough about it's but I do say like sometimes I think uh, coaches and scouts get too carried away with that like there's something to be said about that but there's also something to be said about just a naturally gifted player like Deshaun Watson. Like I think Baker Mayfield will be. I think he'll be successful. Now, I'm not going to say I'll quit this show in eight years if he's not successful, but I do think he's going to have a, a, a solid NFL career because I just I watch the way he plays mm-hmm. and the way he's able to be uh, poised in the pocket and maneuver in the pocket. And I think that he can overcome his size because of those attributes, kind of like Drew Brees, a, a poor man's Drew Brees. But my other part in shot was this. Um, I, I feel like the, the broadcast booth – has elevated this year with Tony Romo. You know, we made fun of him earlier because of his sound effects, but it is fun to watch him sit here and call plays and and, and point them out before they even happen. That's pretty cool to watch. Well, Tom Crean is kind of doing the same thing for ESPN now with basketball, college basketball. I've got an example from last night. Uh, Oklahoma was up 82-80, to and uh, they hit a three-pointer to to, – sealed the deal and this was the call from Tom Crean. All right, Coach Crean. What happens on this end for Lon Kruger? What's he looking to do? Well right now I would think that he's going to get in some some roll and replace action. All right, bring up into the ball screen team two corners lifted. Watch Manic on the slip screen because they're going to want to switch this if it's a screen. Great slip. I mean, he absolutely called it before it was happening, and then it happened. And, and that's cool. That's really cool. And you got to get a, a, a former coach or a former player that has so many years of knowledge to be able to see that and be able to call that. And that's, I think that enhances the, the, the viewing experience. And, and I think you've seen that with Tony Romo, and, and Kareem was great. And he, I was looking on Twitter last night, Stuart Mandel. Uh, who works with Sports Illustrated, he said, you know, Trey Young's been impressive, but Tom Crean is the star of the game. He sounds like he's been a color analyst for 10 years. This guy was coaching last mm-hmm. year. So, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. Keep along the same basis in the broadcasting world. How about the fact that NBC, uh, with the uh, Super Bowl, there will be no Bob Costas. Does that have to do with uh, Bob Costas and, of course, his stance and his editorials He's done in the past about the NFL and the dangers of the game. I think you have to put two and two together. It all adds up. Yeah. Why Bob Costas, I mean, how do they leave him out and the the hours of programming that they're going to have on, and he's going to be nowhere to be found? 
Yeah, uh, that and you know Bob Costas, uh, even though don't always agree with the man, um, he is still a a, a, a great um, broadcaster. Yeah. He's still great at what he does. So that is a big hole to fill. He was just trying to blur the lines, just like everybody else does. The screaming A's of the world, where he came out and he put himself out there, and instead of just you know walking the the, the line like he should have, he had to start doing editorials against the league. The, the good news is I'm assuming Al is calling the play, calling the game as the play-by-play guy. So you could have Tariko. Tariko is going to be over at the Olympics. Oh. So he will not be a part of it. Well, I'll take that back. Then. Yeah. Uh, this news did come out, if you're curious. Uh, the Patriots will wear their road white jerseys in the Super Bowl versus the Eagles. Patriots' home jersey, of course, is blue. They are the home team, but they decided – they wanted to wear the white. If you're curious, if you're into this kind of thing, they are three and one in Super Bowls when they wear the white. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Don't rock the boat. Mm. We do have uh, one more soundbite from uh, Doug Peterson just leading into this week and his message to the team as they continue to prepare for the Patriots. Doug tells his squad just seize the moment. Probably one of the calmest I've seen our guys, and more most relaxed I've seen our guys, you know, all season. I want them to, you know, let their personalities show. Let them, let them have fun. I mean, enjoy the moment. This is, this is why we coach and play is for these opportunities and these moments right here. And, and um, yeah. Doug continues to get his Eagles uh, ready for the game. The best thing we saw this morning was the fact that uh, Minnesota fans have come up with an idea to kind of get back at uh, Eagle fans for not treating them well or rolling out the red carpet in uh, the city of brotherly love over the weekend. And by now you've probably seen a number of videos where Eagle fans were just being Philadelphia fans. Not much brotherly love, uh, the attention that they showed the Vikings. The fact now a lot of Viking fans saying they're going to sign up to be either Uber or Lyft drivers just for the weekend, just for the Super Bowl, and hopefully pick up an uh, Eagle fan or two and then take them to a destination that they did not want to go to. Love it. <laughs> Love it. That's brilliant. So man. it doesn't matter if you get bad reviews. Uh, you know, or They're not actual Uber drivers. Yeah. Well, they'll, be, they'll sign up they'll for sign a day up. or two. Yeah, right. That's not, they're not trying to make a career with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. The only problem is uh, some of those Philadelphia fans, do you really want them in your vehicle to start with? Oh, <laughs> true. True, and do you really want to upset them? <laughs> well, um, you get them out of your vehicle, you leave it, ain't gonna, no issue. I th- you don't think they'll be able to spot? <laughs> yes. Where's the stadium? It's just right around the corner. <laughs> you can't see it over this building. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's funny. I hope it works out well for them. How does, how does Peterson uh, mesh in with that fan base? The best headline that I saw uh, yesterday, and I failed to mention it, the headline, uh, Eagles fan okay after running into pole. <laughs> and if you haven't seen the video, there was a tram, and uh, awesome. it was before the game. And one of the two Eagle fans, and they had obviously been drinking a little bit before the game, were trying to get the fans on the tram very excited. They're banging on the windows. They're hooting and hollering. The Eagles chant was taking place. Uh, the, the tram pulls away, and the Eagles fan just takes off running after it. Well, there was a pole in his way, and it literally looked like it knocked him out cold. But thankfully – by the headline from ESPN, he is okay. Did you see the view from the train? Yes. Okay. That was the better. There's multiple views from it now, uh-huh. which makes it even better. Yeah. Him running from behind is funny, but when you see him running from the train's <laughs> point of view, God, it's funny. Yes. 
Oh, it's so funny. He said that uh, he was okay. He celebrated afterwards, but uh, it was a little bit more low-key than what he did before the game. <laughs> he probably had a big bump on his head. Oh, man. I can't imagine. <laughs> he, t- he took it, man. That was a big pull, too. Uh, we were guest-heavy today with uh, John Carr, Saul Graves, Brooke uh, Store, and Keith Richard coming up tomorrow. Well, you'll certainly have more time to chime in on the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline. Right now we have a new ULM head baseball coach, Michael Federico, joining us. And also Chris Blair for his weekly visit. We'll talk a little LSU athletics at 8 o'clock. Also, we're debuting the new segment, Top 10 Thursday. I enjoyed our debate on Tuesday about the coaches. Um, We'll come up with a subject every week. We'll give you our top 10 list, and we'll disagree. And you can chime in. Let us know. Who's winning the debate? Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning on The Morning Drive. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.